0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, November 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Votes trickle in. Election and virus impact exports. Fudge, a possibility for House Ag Chair. And stimulus, government funds on the to-do list. A likely defeat for Prop 15 with many races still undecided. The Proposition 15 tax measure has been losing ground as ballots continue to be counted. At the time of the writing, a narrow majority of no votes, 51%, beating out the 48% voting in favor of the proposal for increased property taxes. Republican David Valadeo currently holds the same margin in his lead over incumbent T.J. Cox to win back the San Joaquin Valley congressional seat. In a statement yesterday, Cox called for patience as each vote is counted. He said, we've been through this before. In 2018, my race wasn't settled for 30 days. Also in the Valley, Republican Representative Devin Nunes has expanded his lead over Phil Arbalo. Early results showed a surprisingly close race. On the state side, Assemblymember Susan Eggman is maintaining a comfortable lead over her Republican opponent. Eggman, who is terming out as the Assembly's Ag Chair, is running for the Senate counterpart, representing a mostly urban district in Stockton. Senate Ag Chair Kathleen Galgani held the seat until terming out as well with a replacement committee chair yet to be named. Assembly member Chad Mays has a wide lead in defending his seat in Riverside County. Mays, who left the Republican Party after a controversial vote to renew the cap and trade program, is running as an independent and fending off a Republican challenger. Neither Trump nor Biden bodes well for California exports. The latest Beacon Economics report shows the pandemic will be a continual drag on the California economy, along with the rest of the world, until a vaccine is in wide circulation. September merchandise exports saw a 10 percent decline from a year before, with agricultural products and raw materials off by 8 percent. The firm attributed the numbers to the resurgent wave of COVID-19 in other parts of the U.S. and abroad. We will continue to face these economic headwinds until the virus is brought under control, said Beacon Research Manager Tanner Osman. Logistical snags held up exports as well. Importers have been warehousing an enormous surge of inbound shipping containers rather than make them available for exporters. Looking at the election, the report notes that a Trump victory may only embolden his resolve to govern without constraint. Biden, on the other hand, would be checked by a hostile Senate and would lack a compelling mandate to initiate action on a wide range of policy fronts. This includes improving relations with China and other trading partners and rolling out a national infrastructure program. Trump administration clears environmental review for canal repair. Pre-construction work has begun for repairing a 33-mile sag in the Friant Kern Canal, that according to the Bureau of Reclamation. The agency announced yesterday it has completed the environmental review for the project and is ready to start. Friant Water Authority CEO Jason Phillips heralded it as another example of how the Trump administration is dedicated to getting things done. The Bureau did not mention progress on funding the canal fix, which has a price tag of roughly $400 million. Video. Experts react to election results. AgriPulse's Phil Brasher and Spencer Chase chatted yesterday with farm policy experts Randy Russell of the Russell Group and National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue. They covered the results of the 2020 election and what they mean for rural America. You can watch that video at agripulse.com. Fudge, a possibility for House Ag Chair. There are several big questions for U.S. agriculture as a result of the election, but none bigger than who would replace Colin Peterson as chairman of the House Ag Committee. Among the names in play is Ohio Representative Marsha Fudge. She chairs the subcommittee that oversees USDA operations and nutrition programs. One long-time ag lobbyist says the Congressional Black Caucus appears to be pushing hard on Fudge's behalf. Fudge, who represents heavily African-American areas in the Cleveland-Akron region, has been critical of the Trump administration's efforts to restrict eligibility for nutrition assistance. Other possibilities include Georgia Representative David Scott, the committee's most senior Democrat, California representative Jim Costa and Mississippi representative Benny Thompson also have been mentioned. Thompson would have to give up his chairmanship with the Homeland Security Committee. Now take note, during the past two years, Peterson went out of his way to get Democrats on the committee up to speed on ag issues. That is going to wind up paying off for U.S. agriculture down the line, saying National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue, a longtime aide to Peterson. LaRue was speaking on a post-election AgriPulse webinar yesterday. Stimulus, government funding on the to-do list. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters in Kentucky he wants to pass a new stimulus bill before the end of the year, saying partisan passions prevented a deal before the election. With Republicans in a strong position to retain control of the Senate and Democrats losing seats in the House, McConnell potentially has more leverage over the negotiations in the lame duck. Certainly, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in a weaker position than she was before the election when polls were suggesting Democrats would expand their House majority and take over the Senate. Getting a deal still won't be easy, and it's not clear what ag provisions would make it into an aid package and how Peterson's loss could affect the talks. Peterson authored a detailed list of provisions that were included in a House-passed aid bill. Take note. Senior ag lobbyist Randy Russell said on the AgriPulse webinar yesterday he thinks there's less than a 50-50 chance that a stimulus bill will pass before the end of the year. His reasoning... Well, the sharp difference between McConnell and Pelosi on how much spending is needed. Russell says he's more optimistic that Congress will pass that omnibus spending package, keeping the government funded through the rest of the 2021 fiscal year that began on October 1. GOP looks to keep control of the Senate. Vote counting yesterday appeared to show what seemed apparent on Tuesday night that Republicans will likely retain control of the Senate. The biggest blow to Democratic hopes may have occurred in Maine, where Sarah Gideon, speaker of the State House of Representatives, conceded to incumbent Republican Susan Collins, who had been trailing in the polls all year. Democrats went into Election Day needing three seats to get to 50, which would allow Kamala Harris to break the tie votes if Joe Biden became president, and would need four seats for an outright majority. They picked up seats in Colorado and Arizona, but lost one in Alabama, leaving them hoping to pull out still-tight races. And North Carolina, where Republican Senator Tom Tillis has proclaimed victory over Cal Cunningham, or Georgia, where fellow Republican David Perdue was holding a slim lead over John Ossoff. EPA releases human health environmental reviews on pesticides. The Environmental Protection Agency is releasing ecological and human health risk assessments on 21 pesticides that would include a popular but controversial herbicide approved for use on genetically engineered soybeans earlier this year. The assessments will be posted in regulatory dockets listed in today's Federal Register notice. They include a review of isoxiflutol, a herbicide cleared for use on soybeans resistant to it, but only in specific counties in 25 states because of endangered species concerns. Environmental groups have criticized the agency for approving the herbicide without going through the normal notice and comment period, which involves seeking input in a Federal Register notice. Here's today's He Said It. The people that join with us, I will do whatever I can to help you in the following years here. That former Governor Jerry Brown in 2017 as he lobbied for the cap-and-trade program. On Wednesday, Brown tweeted, Congrats to Chad Mays, a real champion for climate action and a politics that transcends narrow ideologies. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, November 5th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dalley.